Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. Hey listeners, have you heard of the new media campaign, Pharmacists for Healthier Lives? Maybe you've seen it on your Facebook page or some other social media platform. Well, it's a new campaign to help change the public perception of what a pharmacist does. And to talk a little bit more about the origin of the campaign and what they're hoping to use the campaign for, we've got guest Lucinda Main, who is the Executive Vice President and CEO of AACP, or the American Association of Colleges of Pharmacy. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Lucinda Main, who serves as Executive Vice President and CEO of the American Association of Colleges of Pharmacy. As the leading advocate for high-quality pharmacy education, AACP works to develop strong academic scholars and leaders to support excellent professional, doctoral, and postgraduate degree programs, and to build relations with key constituency groups both inside and external to the profession of pharmacy. Prior to assuming her current role in July of 2002, Lucinda served as the Senior Vice President for Policy, Planning, and Communications with APHA, or the American Pharmacist Association. Lucinda is a pharmacy graduate of Auburn University and received her doctorate at the University of Minnesota. She then served at as a faculty member on the University of Minnesota's um, team where she practiced in the field of geriatrics and was an associate dean also at the Samford University School of Pharmacy. She has been active in leadership roles both in and out of the pharmacy profession. Prior to joining the APHA staff, she served as Speaker of the APHA House of Delegates and as an APHA trustee. She currently serves on the Board of Directors for Research America and is an Executive Committee member of the American Foundation for Pharmaceutical Education. She's been honored with several prestigious awards, including the University of Minnesota's Outstanding Alumnus Award, the Linwood Tice Friend of APHA ASAP Award, and the Gloria Nehemiah Frankie Leadership Mentor Award from APHA. And this spring in March of 2019, Lucinda will be receiving the Remington Honor Medal, which is the pharmacy profession's highest honor presented annually by APHA. She has been a previous guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We first connected at the APHA annual meeting in 2018, and I couldn't wait to have her back to share about the newest campaign that has launched uh, in the end of 2018, Pharmacists for Healthier Lives. Lucinda, welcome back to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thanks so much, Hillary. Glad to be back. 
Well, Lucinda, we were talking a little bit last year about the um, Pharmacists for Healthier Lives, and I will tell you, when I first saw that launch, uh, I believe on Facebook, um, it was just so exciting and so well done. Can you tell us a little bit more about what was the origin behind uh, Pharmacists for Healthier Lives? And it looks like there were maybe a couple of different stakeholders involved in creating this campaign. That's absolutely right. Um, The profession has known for a long time that the public really doesn't fully grasp what the contemporary pharmacist is there to do with them and for them. Uh, But we've never mobilized a big enough campaign to make a dent in public opinion. And and that's probably not for a lack of talking about it. In fact, Crystal Weaver from NASPA says, if I had a dollar for every pharmacist who said, you know what we need is we need a national public relations campaign. She laughs and she says, I could have paid for this myself. Um, But this campaign really is a part of an AACP strategic plan that was approved by our House of Delegates in July of 2016. And the campaign is one of four overarching strategic priorities. Um, and, And it goes in tandem with some work that we're doing in a separate campaign outreach to middle school, high school, college age students to interest them specifically in careers in pharmacy. But this campaign is targeted toward a a different demographic and an important demographic. That is largely you, yourself, as a um, woman um, in the, uh, what we like to call the suburban moms uh, cohort, uh, 35 to 55 plus caregivers, other individuals, men and women who are slightly older than that, uh, who have um, been put into the position that so many of us have of having uh, either a spouse or a parent or someone, a loved one that they that needs their care and their support. And so we began talking about taking the leadership for a collaborative campaign, uh, actually even before that plan was was approved at meetings of the Joint Commission of Pharmacy Practitioners. And we indicated that we were prepared to write an RFP, et cetera, to find a firm who could help us um, do the research and mount a campaign but that we knew we could not do it, should not do it alone, because something like this had to be much more broadly supported by the profession. And so we were pleased at our official launch to have four other national organizations from around the JCPP table, and now five state pharmacy associations who have uh, become early partners in the campaign. And we are continuing, as I have said to my other colleagues, as long as there's a campaign, it will never be too late to join, but it will be more fun if you joined earlier rather than later. (laughs) That makes so much sense. Well, um, what would you say are some of the key messages associated with Pharmacists for Healthier Lives? Our research validated, um, and it was research with with the target audience uh, and the general public, in addition to pharmacists and pharmacy students, that it came back that our strongest suit is, not surprisingly, that pharmacists are accessible. 
We know that. We are the most accessible profession among all of the health professions. Um, and, and that seemed to be resonant with the public uh, and their responses. We also wanted them to recognize that pharmacists can take their excellent education and um, use it to help make sure that they achieve the best outcomes in their health. And it also seemed important to the public to emphasize that we don't do that in isolation, that pharmacists are an essential member of the healthcare team. Yeah, no, that that is really fascinating. And um and that is, it's all about teamwork. So I'm glad that uh, we were thoughtful enough that uh, we kind of built our story as um, we're, we're part of and one of the key players and the most accessible uh, healthcare professional and that we do that in um, partnership with other members of the care team. Very, very smart. Um, so where can pharmacists find the campaign? I know I've seen it on Facebook and maybe on LinkedIn. Um, and then maybe you could talk a little bit about how social media may have played a role in launching the initiative. Absolutely, yes. So Facebook and paid Facebook advertising was the a predominant. So let me just, just back up a minute and say that we launched in mid-October. Um, very appropriately, American Pharmacist Month. Um, and our campaign is designed to maximize paid media, earned media, so those stories that the, the press will pick up that we seed uh, through the work of our of our campaign uh, partners and, and agency, uh, and owned media. And that would be our own and our partners' own social media, all of them, Facebook, Twitter, etc. cetera. Um, there is a landing page of uh, a website, pharmacistforhealthierlives.org, and that's probably where I would direct your listeners to go, and um, they'll find all of the messages. They'll find that video that um, is has proven to be so powerful um, and other resources that they can um, use and then like us, like our Facebook page, like our Twitter and, or follow us on Twitter. And um, I think that will keep the pharmacists in the loop as, as we progress. We were in the field for five weeks uh, from mid-October till just before Thanksgiving with the paid media. And we were just astonished with what we were able to do in that short period of time. There were almost 5 million people who we know we reached in the target demographics. Um, and the, the, those contacts had almost 10 million impressions. People watched the video. They went to the landing page. They clicked through. So there was a high level of engagement. Highest, not surprisingly, among the caregiver demographic, but also pretty pretty good as well in that suburban moms group. And, you know, why, why them? They are the chief medical officers of their family, um, not only taking care of, you know, themselves and their spouse, their children, but also increasingly um, helping their parents, grandparents, et cetera, with, navigate the wilderness of the healthcare system today. Speaking of navigating the healthcare system, how are you navigating properly disposing of your medical waste. 
Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer, ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products which meet the 2014 DEA drug disposal ruling. If you would like more information on products, training, and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. So Lucinda, you've shared a little bit about where we as pharmacists can go to find the campaign. Um, There's a landing page, pharmacistforhealthierlives.org. But are there any other things that you would recommend uh, pharmacists who are out in the field and and interfacing with um, caregivers and, you know, moms, what should they be doing to help spread the message and and actually live out um, that work in real life? That's such an important question. Um, And we recognize all of our campaign partners, AACP recognize that pharmacists on the front line are um, really challenged today more than they've ever been, you know, with, with, the reimbursement situation in practice, and it's not limited to community practice, it's everywhere in healthcare and and it would be um, easy to understand that it's become more difficult to be that accessible healthcare practitioner, and I just acknowledge that with all respect. However, it is that interaction in in the hometown pharmacy that will actually make the greatest difference um, because we're telling the American public, you know, go access this wonderful resource that's right here, you know, less than five miles from your home and over 90% of the of the households of America. Um, and then they, they don't receive that level of, of accessible care. We've sort of probably wasted our time and our money. Um, but we do know that pharmacists do all that they possibly can to meet the needs of the public, um, and, and and they do it in so many ways. So that is really the most important thing. That being said, we also want to work on some resources that can be disseminated um, through pharmacies. Um, we are in contact with a number of, of um, entities that have expressed an interest in collaborating with us on the campaign. And one of the things we're, we're, we're talking about as one of our higher priorities for 2019 is to develop an interactive quiz um, for different levels of public understanding about health, about um, pharmacy services, about um, disease prevention and management, nutrition, etc. And we think that those that could be deployed in a pharmacy waiting area on a on a tablet or an iPad. And that while the public is waiting, you know, they can scroll through and take a test and and um, and find that to be very engaging. And then that would stimulate potentially other conversations um, with their pharmacists. So um, on that one. And I should mention that we are back in the field now that after that first five weeks, we took a look at what we learned, tweaked our messages a little bit, but not much because they seem to work. And we're back now in the field with an even more robust plan for the paid media uh, for the next two months, two and a half months. And then again, we'll take a pause and we'll see what we've learned and um, 
but just continue. We, we know that this is not a one and done. And so there will be new resources uh, that will be most accessible through national associations, through the state partners, and NASPA is one of those, the National Alliance of State Pharmacy Associations. And so all state associations are getting fed with material from the campaign, whether they've come forward and made a, a unique financial contribution or not. So, you know, go to your state associations, go to your national associations, be in conversation about this campaign. It's so important that we get the public to pre to fully appreciate what it is that, that pharmacists do. And I should mention one thing because I think pharmacists will feel really good about this. In the research that we did, um, one of the questions that was asked to the general public was a favorability rating, you know, and it was extremely favorable, very favorable, uh, neutral, very unfavorable, and extremely unfavorable. The extremely favorable metric received 33% of the general public's vote. And our agency said that that was amazing, that that number is very high. And when you couple extremely and variable, very favorable, it's like 75% to the point that the agency person said, why do they think they need to do this campaign? Well, we know why we need to do this campaign. Um, and the people who had the very extremely favorable rating knew pharmacists did more than just dispense medicines. And that's what we want to grow. Absolutely. And I love that you're talking about um, other resources that are going to be available um, to help those on the front lines uh, to further engage uh, the public and, and patients. But that's really exciting to see that, um, you know, we always hear pharmacists are one of the most trusted healthcare professionals and um, that, you know, people are already experiencing a really positive um, interaction with their pharmacist. Um, you mentioned that uh, number of impressions uh, and, you know, measuring how many people have seen, you know, eyeballs have seen the campaign. Um, but are there any other indicators of success that you want to see from the campaign that, you know, might be measured from, um, public uh, perception or, um, or tell me a little bit more about kind of what that, that general outcome that we're hoping to see with uh, Pharmacists for Healthier Lives. Yes, you're right. So we'll be rabid. Um, and one of the reasons why we're using Facebook, quite frankly, is, is that they can give us um, such powerful uh, statistics back on our reach and, and the impact. But, you know, and it's interesting because Gallup explains that they do use all of the same professions all of the time. Every once in a while, they'll put a new one in. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we were number one forever, but that was before nurses were in. And, um, and this time we're essentially tied with physicians, which is, you know, great. Um, but we would like to see that um, that percentage of, you know, trusted um, answers rise back up where, you know, historically it, it, it was a little bit higher than it is today. You know, with all of the attention on drug pricing, it's not at all surprising because the public doesn't really understand who's responsible mm -hmm. for, you know, what element of, of drug prices. So, and then I think, you know, another metric of, of great importance to us is our, our partnerships 
Um, if we can, and, and believe it or not, yes, we are in conversation with Johnson & Johnson, who has spent over $50 million over the last 15 to 17 years promoting nursing as a profession. Um, we connected with them early on in our planning uh, and asked to learn about their nursing work. And, um, and then we have had several J&J employees say, you know what, it's time for the company to, uh, to help pharmacists. And so we just need to, to close that conversation with a, with a successful ask, definitive ask for their support. They wouldn't have done the nursing campaign the same way if they started it today, because when they started, they went and into big TV advertising, Madison Avenue television advertising, and that's expensive. And who watches TV commercials anymore? Um, they wouldn't do the campaign the same way if they were starting out afresh uh, for nursing. They would use social as much as we are. Um, so how you know how we've been able to attract and retain uh, key partners to keep the campaign fresh and going forward for the foreseeable future will be another really important measure for for us. Very interesting, and that's exciting um, that there are other key stakeholders that want to get involved and and help support. So as our final question, we've you know already seen uh, just earlier in uh, January of 2019 that Ohio passed uh, provider legislation for pharmacy. Where do you see the pharmacy profession heading with tools like this campaign and states beginning to adopt pharmacists as providers across the country? So I think that they are inextricably linked um, in the following way. So there, there will even though um, you know the pharmacy provider coalition work did quite a lot of media, but they did it for the most part inside the Beltway and in key legislators' home districts um, versus to the general public, and that will be obviously very important in our legislative asks, but. We know that unless the public understands that there's something to ask for, um, and if, if physicians don't fully appreciate the partnership that they can construct with pharmacists um, to, to help their mutual patients use their medicines as safely and effectively as possible, we're missing the demand component. Mm -hmm. Payment payment already exists out there for services that aren't being demanded and therefore aren't being delivered. And so it really is essential that we grow the public understanding of what it is that today's pharmacists stand ready to, to assist them with and um, how valuable those services can be as someone tries to keep themselves or a, a loved one as, as healthy and well as they possibly can. Love it. And that's so wise that we've got to have a clear ask of what, what it is that we want. So uh, I think that if that message is clear, um, we are well on our way and we've got a really strong um, leadership team that is spearheading uh, this public perception um, for us with this wonderful campaign. Lucinda, it was so great to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thanks. And we just have to close by reminding everyone who's listening that pharmacists help people live healthier, better lives. 
Absolutely. Thank you. It was such an honor to be able to talk with this year's Remington Honor Medal, which is the pharmacy profession's highest honor presented annually by APHA. Lucinda Maine will be receiving that award at the APHA annual meeting in Seattle and so delighted that she is continuing to help lead the profession in these ways. And if you will be at APHA, be sure to check out our meetup. Follow Instagram over at Talk to Your Pharmacist to be able to find more details about the meetup. And we want to get to know you. We're going to be passing out stickers and we'll have a contest if you're wearing a Talk to Your Pharmacist sticker. So be sure to check out our Instagram page and Facebook page, Talk to Your Pharmacist, to find out more details about that. And finally, a special thanks to our sponsor, TheraWorks Relief, which is flying off the shelves of all the retail pharmacies here in Nashville. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 